This is Ronaldo, and I am the newest member of the Freestyle Club. Warning. 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 The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is Freestyle Club. With your hosts, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. This is the latest brand new episode of the Freestyle Club. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and I'm being joined by the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. What's good, you bastards? Joining us with us on the Freestyle Club is Reynaldo, the original Reynaldo, Reynaldo Gonzalez himself. Welcome to the Freestyle Club. Thank you so much, man. It is an honor and uh, a pleasure to be on this, so I'm super excited. It's always good to have promoters promoting uh, the music out there and artists out there and, and to try to bring up artists that haven't been out for a long time. And, you know, just to get on on the show um, is something um, that is super excited. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited, you know, to talk with you guys for a bit. Since we're on Skype, I see that you have a picture of yourself in front of the poster for Bohemian Rhapsody. How was that movie? Did you like it? Um, I got to tell you that the movie was really good. Sometimes looking at that movie, you can actually see, and it's like untold stories from artists back then. You know, you hear them, and sometimes you don't even know their stories, like their personal lives. And like you say the trials and tribulations that they go through and looking at this movie you know it really touched the soul of a lot of people and not only the music because the music was amazing this guy was a brilliant young man and so um shout out to him the movie was amazing if you haven't seen it you know you should go check it out it's already gone uh the guy that the um actor that uh performed him already won his golden globe and is going into the oscars so who's to say that you know and also won for best picture so who's to say that in the oscars not gonna you know win it and take it it was an amazing amazing story does the movie or parts of the movie remind of what you've been through in your career well he got paid i didn't <laughs> <laughs> This is the Freestyle Club. Reynaldo, one of my biggest moments in my freestyle career was something that happened uh, as a spur of the moment on Freestyle Fridays Live Family Night. You were there as a guest. You came to support Edie and Alex Latin Nation. And uh, I just started singing your song. Like, I try to mimic your voice. So I attempted to sound like you. And then you just, we started singing a duet together. I got a little disappointed that you didn't continue with me because I really wanted you to continue to, <laughs> to do that for me. I'm... You know, the little things like that, you'd be surprised. I was giddy. Uh, you doing that and bringing me up on stage was um, something that felt really good because, you know, in spite of it all, and I don't, I, I like I said, I'm not here to, to discredit anyone, you know, but it's sad that I didn't know the impact of how people really appreciated it. And that night in your show, as soon as I opened my, my mouth and I started doing the acapella and I heard the crowd singing along, you know, those are little special moments for me that mean a lot. The things just didn't go in vain, you know, that it was appreciated. Thank you for actually acknowledging me there and just bringing me up on stage. Well, again, you're part of the soundtrack of many people's lives. Being a high school student, trying to be a DJ and, and getting your record uh, when I heard Another Night, it blew me away when I first heard that song. And, and for me, you know, I play the long extended version over and over and over again. And you try to mimic the voice, you know, and you try to uh, learn all the words. And it just became, you know, a passion of mine to collect high power records, 12 inch records. And uh, as I told uh, Edie previously, I would collect every single one. They had the regular version with your name on it. Then they had the one with a double sided. Then they had the one with no name on it and just you know the the producer's name and, right. and i bought every single one of them it was the same thing but i still have them all here all these years later i have like the test pressing ones here i have of Edie, um of course my sweet love and another night i have like the test pressing those are the ones that we actually were able to collect from the company so i have all those with me but the funniest story you know every with another night you know and they hear that and mimic and they say who's that kid he's a kid you know that guy from is he from london is he from england where is he from and it's a little boy from the bronx doing this song another night because i had an accent so it's <laughs> so it sound that way and if you listen to the song really good you know uh, the diction um i worked on it 
but there were some parts of it that you hear me that I have my accent in there. So that, I think that that's where the part that people have asked me, um, wow, you sound like you're from you know, London out there. And I was like, well, I did the best that I could. I mimicked a lot of other people, you know, because back then I used to listen to the Pet Shop Boys. I used to sit um, the Peshmo. I used to listen to all the groups like, you know, us, ABC, um, Soft Cell. So those are the groups that I was listening to. And I tried to mimic most of the, the, the artists there. The songwriter was Peter Fontaine. Uh, he wrote that song. He actually wrote the song for, him, for himself. But at one point, he said, "It sound like this song sounds like Ronaldo." And he just went on and he actually gave me the song. And I went into the studio and actually did that song. And I gotta give thanks to Peter Fontaine for you know taking that chance on me and you know writing that song for me. So you know, and another night came out of that. Ronaldo, how did you get your start? Because we actually had Sammy Zone who gave us a brief history of the Ronaldos and a rundown of all the individuals involved in that fiasco. Anyone that came after me, for me, it was irrelevant. So Ronaldo was Ronaldo and everybody else, you know, went in. I can't, I won't take credit for things that I didn't do. And this is where it's going to start. We're going to go in for the beginning. And I told Edie that I'm going to use, you know, I'm going to bring up Edie and I'm going to bring this up. What I really want to say here is that you know, this wasn't just me walking into um, a production company and going in there and saying, take a chance on me and, you know, let me sing. Me and the producer, uh, we go way back. We we were childhood friends. His mom, my mom, they were friends. So it wasn't something that I just met them. I knew them from childhood. Mickey Garcia, we went to school together. So those are the stories, you know, that people, you know, don't know, they don't ask. But we grew up together. You know, so there was a history there, you know, and um, Tony Garcia, and I'm going to make his name because once again, I'm not here to discredit anyone and I'm not here to say, you know, there's no animosity that we have here. I went in and I took uh, a real dear friend of mine by the name of Mildred to go into the studio um, because she's a great singer. She went in and they wrote a song for her or they wrote this song and the song was Baby It's You that was actually redone and done by Edie and it is what it is today because of Edie but I went into the studio with my girlfriend and she went in and she had the song um, uh, Baby It's You she recorded it was done the song was done and but in the background there was a song that was playing and I'm listening to the song and I'm like, wow, this song sounds really good. I said, I want to do this song. He goes, you're a singer? I said, well, I, mean, I sing in the bathroom, but I've never tried it professionally. She was doing the song, uh, Baby It's You. He gave me this song and the song was called, Why Did You Go? And I took it home and I, and I, I practiced the song and within maybe three weeks of it, I went to the studio and I recorded the song and I don't know what happened right after I recorded the song but a little birdie uh, flew by and said we don't know if it was either the person that originally sang the song didn't like the fact that they didn't sing the song and they took the song back mm -hmm. that when I came back to the studio they said the song is taken away and you're gonna do a new song it had the music from the song it had the music it just needed lyrics and they said I'll call you back and you'll come back into the studio and I want you to new, do this new song the song was done I went back to the studio and the song that they wrote for me was called My Sweet Love So the original song, Why Did You Go, had the music of My Sweet Love, and then they stripped the song, and then the music that you hear today on My Sweet Love was the original music from the song that I did in the previous. And so I wound up doing My Sweet Love, and that's how that came about. 
did you like My Sweet Love more than the song that they took away from you? Or did you like that song better? I didn't like My Sweet Love at all. I, I didn't like My Sweet Love at all. I think I learned how to appreciate My Sweet Love after the different arrangements they did moving forward in the years. And I don't want to I don't want to say you know, for the fans that love the song and say that I don't appreciate the song today because I love the song today. Um, I learned to appreciate the song. I think um, the reason why I felt the way I did back then, I just felt that I wasn't only just an artist, I wasn't part of the production. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't part of the business, whatever happened with the song moving forward, you know, keep me, you know, in tune, keep me in connection with what's happening with the music, with the so with the song itself. How it's moving along, and do I get to hear the business? And the sad thing that behind that was, you're not here to know anything else but to sing. And I think that that was part of the reason why I got kind of discouraged, and so I really didn't appreciate it that much back then. You know, but not to say that I didn't enjoy going out on stage and performing. So it wasn't that I didn't like to perform. It was just, I think I wanted to be more part of it, hands on. And I didn't get that. But to say that I hated it, I didn't. I just, you know, it wasn't, it was different. You know what I'm saying? It was just different back then, you know. So My Sweet Love came about. And then I did My Sweet Love for a couple of years performing it and you know going from you know club to club in new york city and not really knowing if it was taking off not knowing the feedback not knowing if the radios were actually playing it um i never heard it on the radio here um so i really didn't know whether or not it was taking off then the following year came along and another night came to play so um so that's how that started Okay, so going back to going to the studio, it was because I knew them as we were like family. You know what I'm saying? We grew up together and we were like family. So it was easy for me to walk into the studio, you know. And so um, that's how I got to start doing the music with, you know, High Power Records. Were you signed by them? Was there a contract or was it just, you know? Yeah, hey, I signed the contract. And um, and I think the, and the reason why... Edie now did the song Baby It's You, it's because my friend had the contract and my friend read the contract and my friend said, hell no to the contract. And she just left. I was super excited. I said, wow, I'm gonna be a singer. And so I was. I didn't really think what's important here into with any artist, that before you sign anything, before you give into anything, before you look at it like this, something that wow my dreams are coming true do your homework have somebody look at those contracts know your rights know the reason why and why you're getting into that's very important we were young back then so we really didn't know i didn't know um i just you know so i own my my i say i own the faults and the mistakes that i made i own it you know but for today kids today you know they got to do their homework and they really got to go in and, and do, you know, diligently, really. Because without that, you know, you they don't know what they're going to get into. Do you really think that you need to sign with a company now? Or you can attempt to do no, things on your own? You can, do, you know, you can be your free agent. You have some people that are behind your back and they're there to help you and to support you. Yeah, you could. You know, you get the rights to the song. You, I mean, you know, Back then, it was free. Back then, it was, you sign a contract, you know, you go in, you don't pay for your studio time, you don't pay for the, the record pressing, you don't pay for anything there, but you'll get, you know, charged after that. But to go in, it was that. But today, you know, you need to take control of your stuff. And so taking control of your stuff is pay for your stuff, pay for what you're going in there, get yourself a producer, and you have more control. Today, I have more control, you know, in doing the things I, I'm able to speak today. You know, and those are the things that I always say, and, you know, it's very important that we go in and you have a voice, that you have your opinion, that you have some kind of control on what you're doing when you go in there. So um, I don't, you know, you don't need a contract. I don't, I, I believe you don't need a contract. You can be self, 
you can be yourself agent. Would you say that you signed the contract be- because you thought it was going to make you a star or because you trusted what they were putting in front of you? Well, that you guys together. Look, right. One was, you know, I trust it. It's, it's the trust. And the, the, the second was that, yes, I thought I was going to be a star. I thought, you know, wow, everybody's doing it. Why can't Ronaldo do it? I mean, you're going to do shows here. I was up there doing performances with all the big ones. I was in, 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 in the same category with everyone else. So why not, right? So I said, wow, I'm going to be a big star, you know, and signing the contract. But when, and for me, trusting is if you're going to have artists be in your company, right, you own this company, you have to respect your company, right? Because that's yours, right? And you're going to respect the artist. Um, and so, of course, you're going to give your trust. But once that trust, once you lose that trust and loyalty, you know, then then you say to yourself, then if they don't respect the company, what's to say they're going to respect the artist? And all that within the course of the year is when you start learning, you know, your little bumps along the way. And I learned the bumps along the way. You know, and I said, you know, Ronaldo, you have to get out of this contract. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk. Freestyle. Were you struggling to get out of that contract 10, 15, 20 years later? No. I did the contract in 88, right? And I did My Sweet Love. And then I was performing the songs and I still didn't know the impact of My Sweet Love. The following year, I went in and I did another night. After I did another night, um, I still didn't know the impact. I did a few shows in New York City. And it wasn't until my manager, the one that I had back then by the name of John Gonzalez, he got me a show out in Miami. Uh, 96.5 and I remember the DJ her name was Bo and I don't think she's with us anymore so may she rest in peace they had me out there at a club called Casanova and I went out there to Miami for the first time ever in the year two years that I've been performing I went out to Miami for the first time and I didn't know the impact until I went into that club and I saw that everybody was there to come and see me and this was a live show when I came back to New York I just felt that I wasn't being taken care of properly. I felt that I wasn't being, it wasn't fair. There was things that I felt weren't being right and rightfully done by me. So I wanted to get out of the contract. 91 came along. My mother, may she rest in peace, she got sick. And I don't want to just throw this and say this, but I think that was my way out. I have to take care of her. And I got out of the contract. He released me from the contract. So um, I was done. It was done. It was a done deal for me. So I was out and I didn't even look back and I didn't care. Um, But then the album came out, right? The album, the Renald with the hyphen O, that album came out. Yeah, with the guy with the guy with the hairy ass on the cover. Yeah. If you notice, there's no face because there was multiple vocals in that album. I heard from a reliable source that they wanted my vocals off that album. They didn't want to put my vocals in that album but being that Ronaldo was already in rotation since 88 they left the songs they left my vocals on the two songs of My Sweet Love and Another Night and they put it in the album if you notice the album has no picture um, it was to say that they didn't really want to know they thought you know they just wanted to keep it that it was just one person singing in that album and like I said allegedly I'm not here to discredit anyone but that was what they tried to put out but if you want to know who sang the songs i can tell you right now on the album and the originals of my sweet love another night those are my vocals the song forever in the album was the gentleman called carlos Jacino. he did forever The rest of the album it was Sammy's own. And those were his vocals. And that's how that started. And the songs that was that were recognized that it made noise 
out of the state like Brazil and Colombia was My Sweet Love and Another Night with my vocals. Now, why was it so difficult for you to perform those songs? From what I hear and from what I've experienced, anyone who was under that label, if you try to perform, there was a lawsuit. So were you also part of that when you tried to perform those songs? Did they give you a hard time? I I had a hard time. For now, it's kind of quiet. But there's still some allegations and stuff going on that we have to take care of. But when you're trying to say that I'm not the Ronaldo, when you're trying to say that the vocals that are behind the songs are not my vocals, then yes, I have an issue. And I still have issues. Are you <laughs> able to perform as Ronaldo singing your songs or is that something that you cannot I, do? No, I perform. I just finished doing a show in Miami and I, and I perform those songs, My Sweet Love and Another Night. I'm the original singers of the songs. Like I said, you have to prove that I'm not the one. And if we go and take this further, then yes, there has to be some, you know, proof there and have to go in and clarify all of this. But the original singer and me going up on stage, I still perform. I can still perform these songs. Those are my vocals. Those are my, that's my song. The question comes in the performance fee or some type of a musical fee. I tried to uh, book NV here in Massachusetts and, you know, I get phone calls from High Power Records and they're asking for all these fees and they're putting stuff on social media for people not to go because it's an unsanctioned performance and I'm just befuddled with the act of him trying right. to, trying to you, pull this stunt. I, I can only speak for myself. Um, by me saying that is just saying that because there are uh, promoters out there that don't know the law or promoters out there that are afraid of being sued, then of course Ronaldo doesn't get booked. None of us get booked. But, you know, I can't, like I said, I don't know the gist of it all. I don't know, you know, the reasons in the background, but I've had my performances where they have tried to stop the shows, you know, and they didn't succeed. So, you know, and then the, the topic is kind of is a sticky, you know, topic and a sticky situation here. You know, once again, I'm still in this, you know, trying to clear myself, you know, so I really don't talk much about that because I don't, you know, like I said, I really don't want to um, uh, jeopardize anything or persecute myself in it. But moving forward i can still perform and that's why i'm and now I'm, I'm recording new stuff to try to then like do my own stuff where i can go out there and not have to worry about anything but as of now i can still perform these songs because there were <laughs> multiple reynaldos that recorded on this album uh, you have walter camacho on there uh, you got sammy zone you got justino on there you got yourself it confuses the audience you know first of all and second how, how does the dynamic uh, or or how does the relationship between you and the other Reynaldos, how is that now in 2019? I've never met any of them. I only know Sammy Zone because he was a vocalist, but as far as the other guys, I don't know who they are. I, I've never met them. I've spoken to Walter, um, but I've never met Carlos, um, anyone else that was part of, the, of that album, anyone that came after that. I've never met them, so I really don't know. Like I said, I stood away from all that. You know, um, and I tell you, it was now, and I tell you, like, I actually stood away from it until, you know, they contacted me in 2009 to do a big show out in Miami, and I did a show out there, and I was able to perform with everybody else with My Sweet Love and Another Night. Um, but like I said, I never met any of the guys. So I really don't know the impact. I know that they had their own little jet between each other. I never had any encounters with them. The only one there is Sammy Zone, and Sammy Zone and me are like brothers. The sad thing about that, and I don't know if Sammy, Sammy spoke to you about that, but when it comes to Sammy and being part of that album, Sammy was promised something out of it. So just go in there and sing, you know, and do these songs and get as close to Ronaldo's vocals. Sammy never went in there saying that he was Ronaldo. Sammy went in there doing the songs and was promised a project. Yeah, it's an old switcheroo. Do this for me, and we'll give you that. And then, in the end, they use their vocals to do whatever they exactly. want with them. And they right. put it in exactly. the project, and they name it whatever they want. Right. And that was it, you know. And for many years, and still today, you know, um, people out in Brazil, 
um, they've been trying to get me out there. And I tell you, if it wasn't for the social media and if it wasn't for Facebook, they probably would have never known me, Ronaldo, that I was the singer behind, behind the songs. The, the problem with that is that they think I did the whole album and I try to explain to them that this is how it is. Like I said, I'm not going to take credit for something that I didn't do. And I'll give them credit. Sammy Zone did the the album and Carlos did his album, his song. And I'll give them the credit. But they want me to, they want the Ronaldo to go up there and do all the albums. And I, I find that kind of like an injustice to the people that actually did the songs. Well, I'm glad that you have a conscience because if you look at social media and if you look at some of the videos from Brazil, it looks like they'll pick anybody out. They'll put them up and name them Ronaldo and get paid for it and, you, and just fly back. Know, uh, I have a contact out in Brazil, and I and we were talking about that the same you know that situation. And he told me out here they love freestyle music, but at the same time they don't care who goes up on stage and does a song, just like that. And I said, wow. He goes, yeah. And so you know they could bring somebody else and go and do it. And they'll be okay because you're playing the music. Well, Raphael, you are the new Reynaldo. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I am Jose Fontaine. You could go and you can do that. It is what it is. And I think that a lot of this, when it comes to Ronaldo, at first I thought I was like the only one going through all of this and through all the madness and through all the scandal. And I wanted to stay away from it. And then when the social media started opening up and I started seeing, I said, wow, I'm not the only one. You have all the other artists that are going through their situations. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't feel that bad anymore. Um, I thought it was only Ronaldo that was going through all that. I mean, OK, Ronaldo had like maybe seven after me, like seven guys. I can tell you it was like a lot of them. The fans didn't really know. At one point, they tried to um, discredit me and saying that I wasn't the singer. Well, that was the money issue. They wanted to be booked for shows. They wanted to, you know, take all the money. Of course, they're going to try to discredit you because you are the original Reynaldo. You are the one who put the name on the map. And so trying to use the other people to fill that role or find anyone to fill that role. Benny Velez was Reynaldo. Right. And, and, and let me tell you, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, and I didn't even get upset on that one, you know, because I did the show in 2009. And I think that what they wanted to do was to book me again the following year. And they booked it. But they booked it with Benny Velez. I don't think they knew. And so they shouted out to me They, they on Facebook and said, Ronaldo, I'm so happy. I can't wait to see you again this year coming up for the show. And, and I had to go in and just bust a bubble and say, the guy that's going out there is not me. And because of contracts and all that other stuff, the show must go on. And you know, and I didn't even get upset, you know? I didn't get upset because you know what? It's too exhausting to try to even fight on something like that. And you know and I know when it comes to the freestyle genre, I think that it, it, it took its part because of people not knowing the management, people not managing things correctly and how it should have been. And I think that uh, people that never had it and they, they saw money coming and being involved, that's all they saw money. And they didn't protect their asset. They didn't protect their artists. They didn't fix the artist and make the artist big. Because I think that if it was, it would have been done that way, they would have been, it would have been something bigger. Yeah, the unfortunate part about the label was that they oversaturated the market with bad music. For the most part, it was just recycled songs or Planet Rock beat after Planet Rock. Yo, you said it. I was going to say, if I hear another Planet beat on another song, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> reach it. Everybody has that beat. Everybody has that beat. I'm going to tell you, if I hear it again, I mean, I'm, it's like, they want to put it as their signature beat. I can understand you can do it. And it's not even their signature beat. But don't overkill it. You know what I'm saying? Don't put it on everything you do. They actually tailored that beat and called it the Funky Melody Mix, which was the Planet Rock beat. So you can you can right. see on many of these releases, especially in 2019, you can, yeah. you can still hear the Planet Rock beat on many songs. As a matter of fact, I just got a brand new song and here we go again. It's 2019 and here we go. Let's let's get Old Faithful in there. Planet Rock. <laughs> and it's there. It's there. It's there. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, some people don't know how, I mean, people don't know, they don't want to let go. They really don't want to let go. Talk about you know? a talk about a ten year challenge. We had the forty year challenge, and so on the <laughs> on the left hand side, I went nineteen ninety nine Planet Rock B, two thousand and nine Planet Rock B, twenty nineteen Planet Rock B. Same albums, 
a different color, better <laughs> rugby. <laughs> is it really more of letting go, or is it more of a just lazy production? To me, I think it's a safe production. They Perfect. don't know how to step that, out of it. That it's is a great safe. assessment. That is, yeah, it's safe because they don't have to worry about anything else. They know people love that beat, so go with it until people reject it, right? Until the mass is rejected. Yeah, the person doesn't right. have to know how to sing. The person doesn't have to sound good. It has a pen of rock beat. They'll take and it. They're gonna- they're going to take it. So it's safe, you know, it's safe. And I think that that happens with a lot of the shows. I mean, New York City, I don't get any shows. And I think that that's, you know, because there's a sour note going on because, you know, people are afraid. I do more when I'm out of the state. So it's okay with me. And you know what I'm saying? If I would have taken this seriously, if this was like my passion that I wanted to do, you know, all my life, then maybe I would have been more upset and maybe I would have gone out there and, you know, for for what was my right, what were you know my rights and stuff. But I I didn't take it that seriously. And it's not to say that I didn't I don't enjoy doing it because I I appreciate it now because I'm older. I feel like I have more control. So you get to appreciate it, and, and I um and you appreciate the fans. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. Growing up and with the music and you would think that, you know, there's a lot of people that come behind that, that, you know, you get grounded and you humble yourself, right? Um, but I noticed that there's a lot of people that still haven't, you know, you're still holding on to that. And, you know, you, you have to be grounded. You have to, you know, and, and focus. And so what matters today is your family and the people that are around you. That's what's important. You know what I'm saying? And I'm too busy to be worrying about the problems and the drama because there's drama out there, kid. And you know it because you see it and you hear it. And for me, if they would have just put all that to the side, that the stage is big enough for every single artist out there, that we should be applauding every single one, you know, and rooting for every single artist that goes up there and perform not to fight that who has a better show, who gets a better show that, you know, she doesn't do good on that stage, put me instead of her. I think it would have been a better, for me, you know, it wasn't only about just you know, just the music. I think it was all, it was, should have been, a, it was unity because you think about um, 90% of them come from the same borough, from the same city, you know what I'm saying? So we all need to come together and be together. I think, you know, it's not that who's better than the other, you know what I'm saying? I just think that people will trample over each other to get that opportunity because in freestyle, you could become a quote-unquote freestyle superstar by just going on, on social media now and putting yourself out there and try to grab as many people as possible to influence them that you're something in the business. So it's easier now exactly. than ever. Yeah, it, it really is. And really, it really is. You know, it was... I, it was easy for us back then because it was when it started, right? And they were just picking and bringing artists. You sing, let's do this. So it was easy to be a freestyle artist. For me, I I saw that going in with um, when it came to, um, I mean, they did their homework. And I'm not to say that, and I'm not taking anything away from, you know, the, the freestyle artists from, you know, my yesteryears from the 80s. I don't take anything away from them because you a lot of good ones came out of that. You know what I'm saying? But I think because we had it, it was something that an era that just started that it would, if you notice, there were so many that came out of there, so many good ones that came out of there. Um, but that shouldn't have been your last step that, you know, reinvent yourself, right? Move forward and, and, and reinvent yourself. That's why, you know, I look at Judy Torres and I'm like, I'm so proud of her because you know what? She she had a vision, she had a dream and she went out there and she conquered that shit, you know, and sorry for my language, but she went out there and she did what she did. We need to take, and this is why I'm saying stop with the drama and, you know, artists, freestyle artists fighting for who got one and who didn't get something, you know, uh, fight for what you got, believe in what you got. Don't worry about what other people have, worry about what you have and go out there and do it. I take responsibility for my actions and what I've done. I got out of the contract and because I wanted to, because that was my decision. And 
you know, and where I'm at today, that's my responsibility. I take full responsibility for what I've done and what I didn't do. But, you know, all the others, they need to just see that also. I did that show in 2009 in Miami, and I'm, I'm, it's not naming any names, but I went back that stage in 2009, and I saw, wow, things have not changed. You know, do I want to stay in this? But, you know, uh, or do you leave? You know, so I'm taking it for what it is. And like I said, I enjoy doing it and I enjoy it for the fans because it brings a lot of memories. And you look at them when you perform up on stage and you see the artists, the fans out there and singing along, then you know you did something. You know, you paved the waves and you know you did something good. And that's the satisfaction for me because I was able to not take it too seriously and have fun. You mentioned Sami Zone earlier, and it reminded me of a few things that he had said during his podcast. One of them was that when he signed, he got paid in invisible pennies. He didn't get a sign <laughs> bonus, he got paid in points, right? So I was wondering. Wow, do you want to know how much you want? Okay, all right. So um, when I told you that I wanted to get out of the contract, it wasn't only because my mom was sick and because I'm not going to use her as an excuse. Um, it was because I did shows after shows after shows and promotional shows and promotional shows. My voice is on two songs that apparently sold a lot of records, right? And it went out of the States and so you want to say worldwide, right? And for you to say to me that I didn't make a penny, right? Not a not a penny, not a paid show, not record sales, no advancements um, for me to pay for my own expenses. Then you say, then what am I doing wrong? Do I get to? Um, work harder do I have to work harder so then I can get paid and this is where I said from the beginning when we started talking that do your homework don't just go in there and be an artist don't go in there and singing do your homework know what you're getting into know what you're signing know what's entitled to you right like I said we didn't know back then we were kids we we saw we saw you're gonna be a star you put my voice on a track. Wow, we never knew what that was on a reel-to-reel -reel because back then it wasn't, everything was reel-to-reel, -reel, cut, slice, and paste together. Um, so we saw stars. We saw money. We saw fame. You know, we're kids from the, from the boroughs. We're kids, you know, that we didn't even ever experience that we can be a star. So, yes, you go into these things. You sign something, and then... You don't realize you kind of like sign your life away for those five years and you really don't have any rights. So that's why I say, you know, do your homework. And I had to get out of it. And it wasn't hard for me to get out. It really wasn't. It wasn't hard for me to get out. Well, I just the lucky ones, I guess. Right. I was I I, I want to say that if anything that I got out of it, um, um, that um, I got the songs out of it. I was able to experience what it is to be up on stage and and then I was able to experience, you know, the love that people had for the song because like I said, I really didn't know until years went by. I think it was two thousand and nine. I tell you, I did that show in Miami and I hadn't performed in years, man. Years. Over more than ten years. I didn't even I didn't think about it. And then that show came up in Miami and they they tagged me up and they wanted the original singers. They don't want people that are singing over the track they want original singers and i was up on stage with like 15 artists when they booked me for that show you have 15 artists you have sapphire you have karina you have all these people that were performing before me and to close they had reynaldo judy torres johnny owen taylor dane are to close and i said are you are you sure that you guys got this right and the guy, the promoter said, you have no idea the impact that you did out here. And I said, I, I really don't. He goes, well, wait for tonight. And so they put me to close, me, Johnny Oast, Judy Torres, and Taylor Dane to close the show. When they announced my name up on stage and I heard those people scream, yeah, I'm an adult now. And when I heard that, man, 
I felt like a little kid. So if anything I got out of this, if anything that I got from being in the production and doing these songs were the gratification, the the joy that I got just to hear those fancy songs. I'm also thinking about what Sammy said about how the whole experience affected him. I think it left him looking for validation. You know, luckily he found it with Carlos Barrios and good for him. I wanted to know how it affected you personally and as professionally as an artist. Had I taken it seriously as me being an artist? Remember, I walked in, you know, taking somebody else into the studio. Had I taken this seriously and that if this was my passion, you see, I see the passion in all the other artists, Judy Torres, you know, Johnny, I see the passion and Sammy Zone, the passion that this kid has and the injustice because isn't the injustice, you know what I'm saying, where he has to fight for validation, you know, for putting himself out there, you know, and like I said, we make the mistakes. For me, I didn't take it. For me, I'm okay. You know, it really didn't affect me that much because it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I went in there to do. Like I said, I, I want to say it wasn't really my passion. I enjoyed doing it. And don't get me wrong, I went up on stage and I enjoyed every minute. And still today, I go up there and I do the best that I can because I enjoy doing it. But when I look at the other artists, when I look at Sammy and I look at the other artists and I see how they fight for what they want, that's the passion. You know, so I feel that it may have affected him more than it did me, you know, because, you know, he was fighting for something because he had to remove himself and disconnect himself from this Ronaldo album. He really had to find himself. He had to find Sammy Zone, not Sammy Zone that recorded the songs, the Ronaldo album. So that was kind of, I'm sure that must have been difficult for him. It wasn't for me because, you know, I was Ronaldo and I did those two songs and I already knew where it was for me. And so I was okay for that because I wasn't trying to emulate anyone. I wasn't trying to be someone else. And Sammy didn't go in there to be somebody else, but somebody, Sammy Zone was promised something. So he went in and he did this to try to disconnect himself. And he, and he struggled. But I'm proud of this kid. And he went and he did what he had to do for himself. And he proving himself. I don't want to say he's still proving himself today, but he's made his mark from back then too you know with us and he did his mark and he's still out there performing and doing his show so i give him a lot of credit and i'm proud of him but it really didn't i think the drama more affected me than the shows and everything else i think this was all the madness and the drama and all the bullshit inside for the french again that came behind it and i think that that's what affected me more and that's what the, my, it made it easier for me to make the decision to just walk away from it all and not look back Today I have a little bit more control because sometimes they just perform it and, you know, they're leaving me alone. They're not bothering me right now. I went in and I was able to also go in and you'll bring it up with Artie Rodriguez. And I went in and I did a song because he, he said, Ronaldo, I want you to do something for me. I went in there and I did this song and it, it was fun to do. But it hasn't affected me the way some of the other artists have gotten affected. Because if you see artists fighting, then they're fighting for something that they feel they have to. I guess, I don't know. I don't want to say that they want to prove something, but it, it should have never been that way. I agree when uh, Sammy said that he had to fight for validation because when I first yeah. met, when I first met him, I know that he was part of the Ronaldo uh, collection, and I know mm -hmm. that he had solo uh, projects on High Power. And so when I right. first met him, it was like, oh, you know, you're you're Sammy Zone, and he was a little bit too be desired for when it came to his contributions to freestyle. Um, a lot of the stuff right. that he did for for High Power was not up to par, not vocally, but production wise, it was pretty much Planet Rock, and it was only when he he teamed up with Carlos Barrios and he did without you then he got vindication and validation and the reason why because they let him be him vocal wise let me hear where you at when the album when my sweet love when my sweet love came out it was the way they wanted me to sing the song just you were they chopped me up if you hear my sweet love and you hear another night the difference there's some different because I had a little bit of input in it you know we're not pushing it because I didn't want them to tell me you know shut up you know so I had a little bit in it um, but he has more control because um, the producer would say let me hear what you have 
go ahead. Let me hear what you have. What you what? Let me hear your sounds. So he's going in there and putting his sound in, and they're liking that sound. And I think that that's where he feels that he's he has got the control. You know what I'm saying? Back then he didn't. We didn't have that control. We didn't have control of any of that vocal, even how the song, the arrangements or anything. Here he has control. He has arrangements that he, he could input in of himself. So, but I'm proud of this kid. You know what I'm saying? He's come a long way. There was a time where there was a dispute out there that me and Sammy Zone had problems with each other. And they started this whole big scandal about he's doing your song, you're doing his songs. And it was a whole big thing that we didn't like each other. That was never true. We just never cleared it up. This is Freestyle Club with your hosts, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. One of the best things that I've witnessed is when we all went out to the diner. It was you and Artie Rodriguez together uh, singing these covers. And um, that was before the release of your remake. I got a, a video portion of that of you guys sounding so good together that I want to suggest that if you do another project that you would already do a duet together because you guys sounded marvelous. Thank you so much. So um, then I won't say anything now. <laughs> so I'm not going to mess with you. <laughs> I ain't saying anything now, but um, it's in the works. It's in the works. I just love. Um, I love you, your voices together. It was so. It was so much fun to hear you. You guys didn't practice beforehand that I know of. You, you, no, just, um, you both just started singing together, and I believe I ate your food too, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. But I okay. want to just say something to you for you know you know thank you you know your humbleness and kindness and you know bringing you know I wanted it to be a surprise to go out there didn't want to let you know that I was out there going up there and um but I'm honored that you actually brought me up on stage um and spending the time with us and then going you know to the diner and eating and and spending that time and just you know being you and just knowing getting to know us so you know you know thank you you know for having us out there you know and Spending this, you acted like I picked up the bill. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh no, you no, you didn't. <laughs> I think Alex did. <laughs> yes, yes, I, Alex got this. I, that's what I said that night. Everybody, I said, everybody, order whatever you want. It's on Alex. Yeah, he he got that. He he got that bill. But, um, uh, yeah. So you know, um, doing projects and new projects now it's um like in my term you know like i i, I want to you know continue to do it and you know but it's on my terms when i'm when i want to do it and you know and get to do shows when they ask for me i think the difference between what i do the way i feel that you know people tell me ronaldo why aren't you promoting yourself out there why aren't you doing the the shows um i think i still feel the way I felt back in the 80s that and it's not being me being conceited or anything I I was the shy one back then in the 80s and I didn't dare and they they struggled with me also you know I'm not gonna say that you know I'm not to blame in part of the decisions that I've made but I was shy I just wanted to just sing it and let somebody else do it if it was up to me I said let somebody else do it you know you can use my vocals and let somebody else do it I really didn't want to be well you got your wish uh, yeah, you man. got your wish twenty times over. Twenty times over, you know. Be careful what you wish for, right? Doing it on my terms now, and and doing it into and, and enjoying it, right? So you know, working with Artie and um, doing a little more projects. But I think that you can only just do the songs and just say, okay, it's for the artist because of course you want to do it for them too. But you got to do something, and you have to do these songs for yourself too, right? To tell yourself that I'm going to do this, but because I want to do this because it feels right and because I'm going to enjoy the, doing this song. You got to love what you do. You really do. You got to love what you do. You got to respect what you do. Anyone that is involved like with you, with your company, with your production, with the radios, you have to respect your craft. I don't think that with the way that the world is right now, people really respect anything. They just feel that like everything yeah. has to be handed to them and and that um, if they put out a song and it's labeled freestyle, then you have to play it. And so, you know, the professionalism portion of it is out the window. 
I appreciate more that you ask for me, right, and to perform for you, then that feels good, right, as opposed to me asking for it. And I'm not being, like I said, I'm not being conceited. And even with your show, I say, if it's right, then it's right. If you play it, then it's so, and you don't, it's okay. Because I rather you do it because you feel that that's the right thing to do, right? And I think you appreciate it more. That is where I, that's where I go. And maybe I've had issues with the producers because that's the way I've, it should be appreciated. It should be something that they ask for you, not you fight there and say, oh, I got a show. I want him to be on stage. I'll, he'll go on stage, give me a couple of dollars and he'll go up on stage and stuff like that. Don't tell him that I, that I got paid and, or he got paid. And so, you know, those are the things, you know what I'm saying? Like that. But today, and like you said, not a lot of people want to take them. They, they forgot what it is to appreciate what you have. Then in today's world, you forgot and you got to sometimes you got to take a step back, realize, you know, would you have ever told the radio station, you don't need to play my song. I never told them not to ever play my song. But I would, I would, it have never, I would have never said, "Yo, here, play this. You have to play this." I would have never done that. Right, and it wasn't my job. It's, it's just a different in, in in the generations, you know. For you, it was an honor for a radio station to play you because they wanted to play you because they thought that what you had to yeah. offer was good. It, you of, know, you fast course. forward to 2019, they're they're expecting to be played. I recorded this. You better play it. I, you know, a quote that I got from an artist was already produced it, play it. You know, that's because already produced it, you got to play it, you know? And those are the things that people forgot about that type of professionalism uh, when it comes exactly. to our music. No, it really, they have, they really, they have, you know? And um, they also, I think that a lot of people have forgotten the, where we came from and how, you know, um, how, how we started, how we began it, it was a struggle and it's easier now today. We have to support anyone that comes behind us. Okay, it was a different era that it was back in the 80s, but it hasn't, and, and it may not have been, and may not be as big, but I see a lot of kids out there and a lot of people performing out there and why don't you support them? Why don't you feel that they could be on the same stage with you? I don't understand that. I don't get that. I Like I said, and it goes back to what I said before, they're playing it safe. I know I'll make money with this. If I bring this, then it's not going to bring any money. And I may be talking too much and I may be talking out of my ass right now, but that's the way I feel. Well, you mentioned a couple of times that you're working with artists, though. Is that a subtle, not so subtle hint that something in 2019 is about to come? Yeah, damn, I just said it, right? <laughs> Yeah. It's a sin. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sin. It's a sin. I have to say though, man, you know, it, it, you know, it felt good doing that song up on stage. Um, I did that in in Miami in November, and they wanted me to do that. And when I performed it, the audience sang the song once again. I thought, like I tell you, I. This is something from the Pet Shop Boys. Of course, you got to say they know the song, but it wasn't freestyle, you know. So when I did it and they were singing along, man, that felt so good. And I had to give Artie props on that one for me. But I'm not going to get upset if somebody else's song is better than my. I can't. I don't do that. I, I From the album, I was happy for everybody in the album. But what I say is you have to do what you have to do for your song to be recognized. I don't have control for everybody else in that album. Everybody else, do your stuff if you want your song. And if you want to be out there on stage, you have to do what you have to do. The good thing about with me, Ronaldo, is that Ronaldo was recognized back in the 80s. So it was a little easier for me to get up on stage. But for everybody else and those that are there, because you have other artists on that album. Um, JD, I love that girl. I mean, you have Joey Kitt, you know, these are artists that, you know, they paved the way for many people. I'm I'm just curious because with all the shenanigans of these uh, million Ronaldos, has anyone ever said, "Oh, that's not the real Ronaldo"? I've had promoters that wanted to book me and would call me, and the first thing that comes out of their mouth, I have to ask you, "Are you the original Ronaldo?" So yeah, I've had it, and I've had it in 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 shows, and I've had you know fans come up to me 
are you the original one? And I'm like, I said, I was the only one. And I still get it today. It's not like it was back then. It wasn't back then when all the other Ronaldos went up on stage. Because when Brazil got Ronaldo to go up there for the first time, not me, Walter, that went up to Brazil. For them, he was the original Ronaldo. He went up there, he did the songs and everything else. Brazil didn't know. He went up there and he did his show. He came back. I don't know what happened. Disagreement with the company. Brazil wanted to book Ronaldo again the following year. And the artist, I think it was Walter, refused to go back. So he didn't go back to Brazil. And so they booked the shows to Brazil. And when they got to Brazil... And they saw that it wasn't Walter, who was the original Ronaldo, not me, right? This is going to get confusing, but you're going to get this. Allegedly, they said that the, they said, this is not the Ronaldo that was here last year. And they said, well, the reason why the Ronaldo is not here and we have him here is because the original Ronaldo was killed in a car crash. Jesus. And that came from the horse's mouth. So when they told me that, because they had to go and say to the family, yo, I'm alive, I'm not dead. So they thought that it was the original Ronaldo that died, which was Walter Camacho, God bless him, right? But when they found out that I'm the Ronaldo, they said, but they said, no. So it's really hard to try to explain the story, but I'm glad that you guys got me here and you, you know, because no one ever, like I said, no one's ever asked. I actually heard that rumor when I was younger. Reynaldo Walter Camacho, he's from Connecticut. He's only a short drive away, so we would hear that. But for us, it was the original you that was no longer alive, you know, and that's why they had these other uh, Reynaldos out there. So it's always been a confusing topic. They didn't kill me. They didn't kill me. They killed him off. Right, but, you know, but people get to, people get to restructure their story. As, right. as as it suits them. So in, in right. this in this story, you're the one who's gone, and they're right. the ones who stuck around. Right. And because, like I said, I didn't. I did my sweet love in another night, and that was it. And I was gone. I was gone. I left. Right. I didn't perform. I didn't do anything. Then the album came out, and then so that was that was going on rotation. So of course there was no Facebook. There was no social media. Nobody knew. And if you know it, there was no pictures. So they said, okay, so it may be true. I guess it's true. Yeah, they, 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 told, uh, they told Tony Garcia, prove to me that this is the original Reynaldo. So he goes, look at his hairy ass. It is him. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> because of the guy with, the guy in the picture, you know. Look at his hairy Who, 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 who uh, once again, allegedly, he was some guy from the street. <laughs> so just, you want to take a picture on the cover of an album? Hey, here we go. You can't show your face. And that was how that became the image that you give of who Ronaldo is. I yeah. was like, oh. But also, you know, there's been many, many Ronaldos. There's been uh, videos of Benny Velez. I believe there was a gentleman from Brazil that was playing the part. As, as soon as that, that as soon as that. that the, he was speaking English. Yes, exactly. As soon as uh, Mr. Mr. Garcia got off the, the plane, he saw some dude selling shoes or selling, you know, bananas in the, in the subway. Uh, you're Ronaldo now. Come with me. I'm surprised it wasn't a girl. Reynaldo. That's all you needed. Because then the last one that I saw was some guy with red hair with freckles. Some, I guess he was from uh, from Europe. I don't know where he was from. And he was going out there and singing. And then <laughs> they had Ronaldo go up on stage in Brazil singing Ronaldo's songs, Peter Fontaine's songs, and these songs. And so it was a whole big mess. Like I said, they love it out there. But they really don't, to me, care. You know, as long as somebody goes out there and sings the songs, they really don't care. And this is what, this is, you know, what my friend from Brazil told me. He says, Ray, as long as they play the song and somebody's on stage and they do it, they really don't, hmm, they, they don't make a big fuss of it. And he got all you the know? money and the, the performer, quote unquote performer, got a ham sandwich and a handshake. Right, because you know, you know what the rebuttal is going to be, right? He's going to say, well, you're not the original Ronaldo, right? So, of course... You're not going to get paid, you know. So I'm telling myself, I'm like, I'm the artist and I performed over and over and over again. And like I said, I'm not here to bad mouth and make anybody feel bad. But I said, damn, I, I, how long is it going to be? And how many shows am I going to perform? How many interviews am I going to do? I hear that this record is selling My Sweet Love another night. For somebody to come up to me and they say, Ronaldo's out, that record single, My Sweet Love, sold over 100,000 copies. I said, that's, no, it can't, where's the statements? Where's royalties? Where's where's my check? Are you open and, to uh, recording those songs over again? Of course I am. You see, I can't talk. 
I get something. <laughs> I'm gonna keep quiet. It'll absolve you from things like you know the production. Um, no, you definitely. Know? Uh, you know, definitely. It 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 does. You know, it it does. And of course, I am. There's something in the works that you can't talk about. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Blink twice if Artie's in the room. See, can you see me doing the blinking part? Can you see? <laughs> It's something that, you know, uh, we want to do, but I'm um, like not talk much about it until it happens. And sometimes you just have to keep quiet. And I hate that because I don't have anything to hold back. But if it's going to jeopardize not me, but the other people that are involved and, you know, I care more about the, the, the people that I'm around that nothing happens because I always say that I take responsibilities for my actions and the stuff that I do. And then that's it. And that's how it all started. That's where it all began. And you guys are the first to, to go in there and deep. And like I said, I don't think it was really that bad. It's just that nobody really asked. And people always assume, you know, different. And The biggest shock to me is the fact that you walked away willingly and that it wasn't like other stories. You actually had a, a great life and you come in and out of music whenever you want because you choose to. Nothing better than that that power to do so in, in that manner. And that's what I was, you know, in, in explaining in the beginning. And, and I, when I have the conversations with Edie and I say, Edie, like she, you know, you're not mad. I said, you know, and I don't want to just, you know, throw her under the bus right now. I said, and I told her, I said, girl, I'm in a good place. I've been in a good place a long time ago and I'm okay with it because it was my choice and it was my decision you know what I'm saying nobody threw me out nobody you know said Ronaldo you're out of the contract nobody said anything to me it was my decision it was my choice and I was okay with that choice okay I can't speak for anyone else but everyone has the right to make their choices and what they do this has been for many many years and I I feel that everyone else should should have already been okay with where they're at today. That bitterness and being angry and, and holding grudges on something. I don't hold any grudges on, on the production or Tony or Garcia. And, and I'm, I was not going to mention his name, but I don't have any issues, bro. I don't have, I don't have no, nothing bad to say because most of the decisions that I did back then, and though people might have said it was crazy decisions, they were my decisions. So I'm in a good place. They could have easily been a, a sad story you know with the, all the craziness and identity theft basically that's what it is right say that you walked away on your own terms that's rare that is really rare subscribe to the freestyle club on spotify apple podcast google podcast google play iHeartRadio, tune in and stitcher the Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. I just want to say, you know, guys, thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you for allowing me to express myself and say what I have to say. I really am humble and and you know honored by ha you guys by putting me up on your show and letting and allowing me to speak and and say this and, and it's not about clearing things up it's just you know it's good to hear the other artists speak because you know sometimes you look at an artist and you have an image about this artist or you have like a story and you really don't know you know um their backgrounds of their trials and tribulations and the things that they go through because you only see you know the music and it's always good to know and, and hear the stories because you get connected with them a little bit more this is the freestyle club pick hit of the week before we go we have something called the pick hit of the week and the pick hit of the week is when you can suggest a song to the audience that listens to us so i'm gonna allow you to pick a, a song that you feel they should listen to as we call it, the pick hit of the week. There's a song from High Gloss. The song is called You'll Never Know. Nothing but the best for you would do. My love was vintage wine. Now you're just a memory. You're gone from me. Just so much wasted time. You can rest So we got Reynaldo's pick hit of the week, not freestyle at all, but uh, we, we <laughs> third chair curse. The third chair curse continues right here on the Freestyle Club. Raphael, what is your pick hit of the week? 
my song start off 2019 is Jasmine Dennis, It's Over. My pick hit of the week comes from the man they call Shy with all my heart right here on the Freestyle Club. Well, Ralph, that about wraps it up for this week's edition of the Freestyle Club. Don't forget that the Freestyle Club now has its own channel. Uh, you can subscribe to the Freestyle Club on Spotify, also available on Stitcher, Google Play. If anything, you can always go to thefreestyleclub.com to get the latest and greatest episode. Until next time, my name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and remember, peace, love, and freestyle.